Hello and welcome to Don't Get Any Ideas, the podcast for creative civic change, an experimental funding programme that has supported 15 communities to shape, lead and commission creative interventions to make positive change where they live. I'm George Hill and I'm an artist. And I'm Heather Peake and I'm also an artist. And we're from Creative Kingswood and Hazel Lees in Corby, just one of the community projects that we'll visit in this series. Hello, uh, welcome to Helen and welcome to Heather. We're here in Kingswood Neighbourhood Centre, which is in the Kingswood Estate in Corby. Thank you for joining us. And today we're going to do our Hover Above, which mm-hmm. is part of our Creative Civics Change, Kingswood and Hazel Lee's um, programme. Mm-hmm. So, Shall we um, explain what Hover Above is? Because uh, probably people yeah. listening have no idea. Yes. So we've got, we're, we're going to hover, aren't we? Literally. Uh-huh. Mm. They're not literally going to hover. Emotionally. Emotionally. Yes, mm. yes. So I'll try and explain, then you can kind of add in as well. So um, the hover above came out of the pandemic, really, and it, because we used to meet in person and talk, and then we'd have an agenda and we'd talk around different subject matters, and then there'd be other conversations that would happen in and around meetings so yes. you know the side conversations but also these conversations where we were we you're sort of observing and thinking about what's going on in the wider world how that affects what's happening but we couldn't do those and well they didn't happen over zoom even though we were talking so we specifically started to do them and so we specifically start, would have a conversation where we would take ourselves away from the day-to-day business of creative civic change and think about what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the creative world, in our communities, but also, I mean, in the world, and what's going on politically, yeah. all those kinds of things as well. Hence the hover above and, and Helen. Mm. Could you just say who you are, Helen? Yeah, so um, I'm Helen Wilmot. I'm Programme Director of Made With Many, um, and we're part of the Creative Civic Change Programme here. And you're co-chair as well? Yep, so yeah. I co-chair our group with George. Okay, mm. and... Uh, Heather, if you could just say a little bit about who you are. Um, my name's Heather Peake, and um, I'm your critical friend and I'm also your artist. You, well. are, you are, you are. Mm. I'm local, local artist. Yes. From, where is it you're from? I'm from Desborough. Oh, yes. Yes, which is uh, a few miles away from Corby, although I've spent quite a lot of time in Corby growing up. But Yes. So, Helen... Um, Creative Civic Change is about to come to an end. Could you yep. just say a little bit about how the journey's been for you as, you know, you're involved with Made With Many, you're the director of Made With Many, um, which is an arts-funded programme. If you could just let us know how you... Um, yeah, um, I think sitting here, so we're in the youth club room, which is what it's called in Kingswood Neighbourhood Association, and um, what would it have been, November 2018, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah. yeah. Um, after we'd found out we'd got through the first bit and we were doing our development phase, we all sat in this room. Um, we met Heather for the first time. We met Grace from Local Trust for the first uh-huh. time. Um, and there was kind of this feeling of both excitement and apprehension, I suppose. Yes. Um, it's a lot of money. It's a big project. Mm. Um, and we have this amazing artist with us. And, you know, we've talked like recently about how we weren't sure whether Heather was going to try and come and spend 200 grand on one big sculpture uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that's what any of us wanted but we were like mm. is that what she's going to try and do mm. um, 
But actually, as that group has grown, I think, you know, for me, the biggest change has been in the individuals. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I would never imagine that day that, what, four years later nearly, I'd be sitting here being interviewed for a podcast by George. Yeah. You know, that would have been a very weird conversation if we'd had it four years ago. Mm. Um, so so the, the, there has been creative seven change within the group, and that's interesting as well. And uh, I would just say that creative seven change has been a wonderful addition to my life personally. However, the, the, the community engagement that we've had and the, and the, the trips and the, the activities, the art classes, the, there's been so many wonderful... Um, little moments in, in, in this journey for our community because ultimately we want to create a, a, a creative civic change mm-hmm. and Heather mm-hmm. you've um, along the way you've challenged us and you've um, enabled us and supported us mm-hmm. and so is there other projects or things that have happened within that that stand out to you there's lots of learning mm-hmm. and, yeah um, I think um, that it has, has changed my practice as an artist, hugely. Mm. Um, I've been work. I think because I've been working with you for nearly four years, and I also have worked with um, the Birmingham group for that time as well. And then I've worked uh, on different projects with other groups. So when I began, I didn't. I began for a couple of months. I think I was doing six days, something like mm. that. But um, and there was a lot of questions and exa- about. I mean, I'm an artist that makes very large scale public artworks all over the place. So there were so there were a lot of questions about what, h- how do you work with me? Like exactly what you just mm. said, Helen. About am I going the the am I going to come in with ideas about things to make? Am I going to come in as a as a an artist pra- or a practitioner or you know, how does that work? Whereas actually, what I knew and I'd done this before not so formally is I knew that I could bring my process and thinking as an artist mm. I could share that with you yeah. but without you without there being a, a physical manifestation of that mm. there was also a sort of I had lots of conversations with people about whether that would be why would I want to do that mm. was that wouldn't that be frustrating or would that that like what the point was of that isn't the point of an artist is to make stuff all the time mm. Um, and um, of course, um, it's been ex- it's been brilliant and I, and amazing because I didn't have the burden of having to make things. Yes, actually, freedom. Yes, Not about freedom, relative yeah. freedom. Yeah. So, so I had this amazing situation where I could be constantly reflecting on my process, and then sharing that with you, and um, and seeing what you made, what happened with your group, n- not what I made, actually. Um, and that has been the most special thing to happen here because this is as close as I could get to working where I grew up. Yes. Mm. And where I grew up, I didn't have any access to art and culture at all, apart from going to the library. Yes. Yeah. And so it's been the most sort of expansive, creative, difficult, tricky, amazing, challenging... All of that. Yeah, yeah. all and those more. things. Yeah. And... Um, y- so you didn't come in and say, well, let's do this sculpture, but you talk about sculpture, mm. um, sculpturing of people and communities. Mm. Can you um, expand on that? Yeah, yeah, and that's, I'm glad you, brought the, you mentioned that because I, I really do think about the work that I do with people and there's, all, all of my works have 
many, many people that I've worked with behind them, and you end up seeing the piece of work itself, but not necessarily the social sculpture that's behind them. That's so you've got your mm. actual sculpture and your social sculpture. And I talked about the about building social sculptures with you and, and with many, when many of the other groups, because I wanted to I wanted you to think about this as a practice and as a creative act in itself because I really don't like the ideas of things like consulting and networking and <laughs> you know relationship building and all those sorts of things because they take away from what is actually an intuitive emotional creative thing that we're doing together yes. yeah. which is making connections and we have art in between as uh, as a conduit for that and I think you know from Major's Many's point of view you know before this we, we work in a community-led way so most of our projects have what we call community decision-making panels um, but they'd be working on a very time-limited project so mm. you know maybe that would be six to nine months but that was probably the longest we'd ever worked with one group mm. um, so having three plus years I think it was three when we started it's now become nearly four yes um, to build those relationships mm. I know you hate that word but you know mm. but actually to get to really know a group and really know the community in which they live um, but also having the freedom not to have to have an outcome straight away yeah we didn't have to in that first six months deliver something massive mm. so the pace was nice the pace and yeah. the, the, it wasn't you weren't forced you didn't feel forced it was relaxed uh, certainly I felt that and mm. I know exactly yeah. what you mean about the time time constraints on projects yes yeah, so um, um george you said something then about um about it being relaxed and i I'd, I'd like to explore that just a bit more because that was something because it was it was relaxed and it was quite joyful joy yeah well i says earlier that the creative civic change i'm involved in community work within the wider community of uh, Corby, if you like, I guess. So, part, do some stuff with Made With Men as a member of the consortium, KHL Big Local. The three plus years that I've been involved f with Creative Civic Change has just been a wonderful, joyful um, addition to my um, development, my life, my 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 being, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And, and, the, and the collective that we work with, you know, are... Um, for me, it's about enabling our community, our, our members of our community, to have the opportunity to participate in activities that they might not have been able to. And mm -hmm. we, we, you know, whether that's doing the, the the trips to bring the paint or the art classes or the stuff that we're doing with the community workshop, the murals. I, I, I could talk all day on the the, the the joyful moments, but the most wonderful thing is is that the group um, we make our decisions based on consultation and we, we don't have to take votes we have consensus mm -hmm. and, and we have discussion and healthy discussion mm. and, and a nice um, safe um, space mm. you know yeah. so that's really so that is enjoy um, George we haven't asked you what you do I um, oh it's difficult. It's, it's, it's quite difficult to say this, but I am an artist. Um, I've, I've, I've wrestled internally and externally and emotionally and spiritually with being able to say that out loud. Um, mm. But um, it just reminded me of something that happened at the weekend. I done. I had a conversation with um, Anna Francis, um, who we'll be chatting with 
going forward, um, Anna and Rebecca, and when she was introducing herself at a recording at Local Trust Connects, I had already done my bit and I said, I'm George, um, um, the co-chair of Creative Civic Change, chair of Creative Big Local, and then Anna introduced herself straight away. The first thing that she says was, hi, I'm Anna Francis and I'm an artist. Mm. And I just thought, ah, why didn't I say that? So I'm an artist, Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a re- it's something that comes up a lot about when when is that point when you use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't use it for a very very long time. Yeah. So the, and that hearing that and and I've heard it before, but it's just lovely to hear it again. Is that things don't happen overnight? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, these journeys mm-hmm. take a while, take take time, and you know. So yeah. But do you think it's something as well to do with how we've been brought up, absolutely, the worlds absolutely. that we live in. Because I certainly, you know, growing up around here, thinking in my head that I wanted to be an artist. I can remember going to, you know, going to career development at mm. school in Rothwell and they would say art teacher, mm. not mm-hmm. artist. Art teacher would be okay for a working class, you know, girl to do, that would be all right. Do you think there's a? It, it's so intertwined with. I think it's to do with the socio-economic class that you're in. I mean, I come from Greenock, which isn't here. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's 400 miles away in the west coast of Scotland, and and we were encouraged to go to the shipyards or get a trade in the building trade. It wasn't, mm. you know, we weren't encouraged to do anything academically. And, that, and I'm not criticising my parents. So it was just get a job. You know, we're conditioned for mm. that. Yeah. Which we did, you know, we did. And then I did the job thing and, and the building trade and then I left and joined the army. And, then, and, and I'm here and I'm in the 60th year of my life and it's took me 60 years, I guess, to... It's like um, um, going to therapy. It's almost it's like, you know, saying out loud, you know, I'm an artist, mm. you know, so... Yeah. Helen, you trained as well, didn't you, as a yeah, practitioner? so I trained as a contemporary dancer. Mm. So, yeah, and I remember having that same conversation with a careers advisor when I said I wanted to go and study dance at university. And she said, you're too clever to be a waitress. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's layered, isn't it? It is really layered. And actually, the thing is, I was fortunate enough that my parents um, loved the arts and, you know, they weren't, they were absolutely fine with me saying, I'm going to go and do a dance degree. (laughs) Like, so, you know, actually, I had that support outside of school and from a great dance teacher in school, but... Yeah. You know, I'm interested, actually, Heather, in how... Because um, you said earlier that, you know, your only artistic experience here was the library, mm. well, in Desborough. Mm. How then did you figure out that you wanted to be an artist? Well, the library was a really big deal because um, you would have large... The, no, the large books that you get at the back. Yeah. I would go in there and I would look at art. I would look at... First of all, mostly David Hockney. They, they then... They had a book about Richard Long the landscape artist, you need to look at Richard yeah. Young's work. Mm. And then um, that was really, really instrumental, the Richard Long piece, because I'm at, I saw some work that was, um, he did these pieces of work where he was walking and then he would just frame um, an OS map with a walking path next to it. I can remember looking at those. And in my family, everybody walked. That was a, we walked the back lanes of Desborough. Yeah. We had a corgi. We walked the corgi. 
the back lanes of Desborough. When my grandfather, um, he worked at the um, corset factory in Desborough with my nana. And when they retired, every afternoon, they would walk for several hours and I would walk with them. Mm. And I saw this Richard Long piece and I just thought, oh, we do that. And there was something I just thought, oh, can I make work about the things I know? Mm. That was very important. There was also a trip to London. Bearing in mind that we live an hour from London, don't we, on the train? I can remember going to London when I was about 12, the first time that I went to London, because mum had um, saved up loads of... Um, personal packets and you could save the tokens and then you could get a trip you could go on the train to London and that would be all four kids and grandparents we all went and we went to Kew Gardens in the morning and we went to the National Gallery in the afternoon mm. I can totally remember going and seeing all that um, and so so and when I did I did A-level art actually and I did it with a friend Anna there were two of us she's now she went to Chelsea College of Art and she's a colour predictor in the fashion industry and we're still wow. friends and so we really supported each other and we yeah. had this extraordinary you know, that's an amazing thing that I used to do she talked to me about this recently is we used to go jumble sailing in Desborough <laughs> and it was on it, there would be loads and loads of jumble sails and you could pick up extraordinary things in those days so I made clothes and I and, and worked with fabrics made sculptures and things from all this stuff from jumble sails and um, we worked it out together that that's something we could do. And, so, and I invented myself as an artist. Mm. So that was from an early age then, really, that you consciously thought this is something I could continue with? Yeah, I think so. And my, father, my dad was a printer, so he had a unit in Corby. I mean, a print, he, he had, you know, had one person who worked for him part-time. So I went and did a printmaking degree. I think because I kind of thought well he's a printer so you mm. know that sort of makes sense yeah as well i felt like i don't know whether you you ever i felt like an outsider oh, <laughs> so, yeah, oh. So, so it makes sense doesn't it in your head if you're an outsider then you've got to be an artist i think it's getting in there though isn't it you can get mm. you can get you know definitely the outsider mm. thing is really interesting mm. because of my you know, my background, you know, mm. like Green Oak uh, Army, you know, and mm. multitudes of jobs, you mm. know, like, and just, uh, and I've always written, I've always written things, mm. you know, I've always kept diaries, wrote letters, and, you know, and um, there's always been that bit of art there, but it was actually making the physical um, changes, you know, leaving the job, leaving the full-time job, mm. and, and it just, it feels like I'm... I'm a, a, an inch higher emotionally and yeah. a stone lighter mm. spiritually just because of that. But I know that, that it's a journey and it's it's one that I'm enjoying and joy is really important. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Did you find, you know, when you would, when, because when we first met mm. and for the first few years of doing Creative Change together, you were doing night shifts. Yes. Um, and um, you used to say, because we'd have these meetings, wouldn't we? And then yeah. he'd say, I've got to go because I've got to have a snooze or uh, I've got to have a quick sleep in the afternoon because you're doing these horrible night shifts. Absolutely. I remember it vividly. Mm. And, and, and in the last, since I've resigned from that job, in the last number of weeks, the meetings that I've had within the community or even on Zoom, I don't have to rush off. So, mm, yeah. you know, I had a, yesterday I had a meeting with someone from KHA Big Local, a meeting, and then after that we had a little walk. And it, it's just, it feels like, it feels like freedom, relative mm. freedom. It just feels mm. like, and then 
not been so um, conscious of, you know, uh, time, you know, so. Yeah. But I'm, I understand that I have to, you know, have a programme and, you know, put things in. And, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just, mm. it's wonderful. And I think that was one of the things in our horror above during the pandemic that became really, I suppose, apparent to me was that, you know, I carried on working, mm. so I carried on in my employed job throughout, but I was sitting in my spare room mm. for a good year, mm. at least, mm. and everyone I met was on video. Mm. Um, and actually lots of my friends and my siblings were doing the same. Um, and actually, you know, then speaking to you of your experience of going out every day to work, yeah. well, every night. Mm. And the, the, I, I, I would say that there were pluses about that as well, because yeah. I, I understand that so many people were indoors mm. and going to work and coming back from work. Because I was, when you go to work, it's it's that it's, it's, it's getting dark and then in the morning you're getting the light. So I was, yeah. I was so you know that I'll, I always say that every day may not be good, but there's something good in every mm. day. And there were many, many moments, even within that mm. job, which was draining me. I still looked for that. You know, the mm. morning waking up to the sunsets and going to bed, yeah. with, or going to work with the, the or sorry, the sunsets going to work and the sunrises, dawn and the clouds. And so I, I always looked for those things mm. to keep me going. Well, and actually, you know, I say that with, at the time, probably a little bit of jealousy mm. that, you know, you, mm. were, you were going out every day yeah. and you were seeing people that weren't your immediate family and, you know, all but that also, kind of stuff. Also, but, yeah. me, also, me and my colleagues didn't want to go to work. No. You know, so <laughs> we were kind of, I don't know if jealous is the right word, but we were a bit maybe envious of those who were at home. But um, it, it, And then money was still coming in as well because it, I know that many in the, art, the artistic community were struggling because of there was no work. And so mm. I was counting, my, I, I'm one who counts my blessings, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that reminds me of, because um, one of the things about CKHL is that we've got a really active WhatsApp group, um, which I think we started during yes, the pandemic, actually. Yes. And it's become, and actually a lot of our colleagues from across the country now on it, it's become this brilliant place where we share our lives and our creativity and things we see that inspire us. Um, but I remember really clearly you sending a picture through when you'd finished your night shift one oh, morning yeah. of how you had uh, created this beautiful pattern uh, with the mop and brush yeah, on the floor. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of, I think, for me, in seeing that you were becoming an artist, uh -huh. looking back, you know, that really kind of changed uh, something. And also from that, Kate Dyer, one of our dear yeah. colleagues and friends, created a stitching of, the, of those swirls. Was yeah. It? Yeah, so it was a big concrete floor, mm. and then it was like soap, and yeah, that's mm. correct. And another little project that happened during lockdown as well was I had a piece of card and I cut it up in different mm. shapes and distributed it between the group, posted it to Leicester, posted it to, you know, different places and, and then we, we, everybody done their piece and we put it back and it's now, a, it's a finished piece, you know, so, yeah, so the pandemic is a difficult, difficult time for, mm. for many, but so... Again, Heather, you know, you were Zooming with us all the time and, mm. we were, and we were kept going. The Zoom, mm. in many ways, was a way of keeping the connection and growing the connection, and, and that was really good. And we still had our hovers above, which we're doing yeah. today, but the wider group and the, the delivery of the art supplies to community mm. members as well was, you know, Kate and Lola were out. It was more than delivering a pack of pens and paper. They were doing, they were standing on the doorstep for an hour just having those conversations about how they could get through things, you know. And, yeah. and we live in a, a community where um, the reason that we get this funding is because of the, the, the need, mm. you know. So that's. Um, and that, you know, is the absolute advantage of 
uh, projects like this being led by local people mm. because actually I, I live a 15 minute drive away from Corby so I'm not you know yeah. I'm not a massive outsider but I still actually when Lola and Kate were walking around the estates delivering those packs yeah. I wasn't legally allowed to drive to Corby yeah I know you know, so actually, if it had been down to us, and that, it wouldn't have happened. It's interesting, though, that you mentioned the outsider thing there as well about <laughs> the social thing, about, you know, being an artist, and then you mentioned yeah. it there. There's a kind of little theme there, isn't there, about, mm. you know, what is an outsider? And because sometimes communities become insulated, and mm. those who come in from outside are seen as, oh, what are they up to? What's going on here? You know, so, um, but we, you know, the relationship that we've had as um, colleagues and, over the years, it takes time to build that trust yeah. up and yeah. that, you know, that um, that relationship, it, it, it's just time. And the other thing I will say on time is that the time that we give each other is really precious, you know, whether that's in meetings or through the WhatsApp or wherever it is, because time is one of the most important, I think, actually the most important thing that we have, you know, because it's precious. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> that, 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 that's a wee, that's a wee moment of just you know taking taking something as it and practicing the pause. And, yeah, 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 so. yeah. But also, fun, I've got fun, a fun. Yeah, but I've got I've got a um a, a sort of image in my head, but I can't kind of quite connect it into the conversation with him, which is a very usual thing for me because of the way my brain works, basically. <laughs> and nor- n- normally what I do is just say something really random and then have mm-hmm. to kind of, which, which are you both used to, I'm sure, yeah. and then kind of like scurry around it and try and pull it back in to connect it into something. But you- I, w- I was thinking about chip shops, yeah? That's what I was thinking about. Because no, that, that is random. Yeah. It's not- Although is that because you just had chips for lunch? I did have chips for mm-hmm. lunch. So that's connected. But I, I was going to say... Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, because I was thinking about where we work. You know, where you work and then the, the then become, being an artist. Because I worked in the chip shop in Desborough. It was Viva's Fish and Chip Shop at the time. And um, Derek Viva's ran it. It was one of those chip shops where on a Friday night, it, there was a, just a queue down the street. I did the 7 till 12 shift on a Friday Ooh. night. While I was doing my A levels, it might be a reason why I didn't do that well in my A levels, probably. But, um, but um, there was something about, you know, about you making those marks with your mop yes. and then taking the photographs. You remember he took a few photographs of Corby at sort of five in the yeah. six in the morning yeah. when none of us could go out. Yeah. Doing that and then being an artist at the same time. Yeah. And I've, I, I've, it's been very tricky for me being an artist and then being a professional artist and working in the art world and working in other places, trying to make that connection between what is who, who I really am and my roots mm. and, what, and what I, where I draw my inspiration from or, or what I think about. Because I, those mo- But I think it's actually... There's a, there's a point now where those two things can... I'm much more open about those, how those two things connect, mm. actually, mm. and the fact that I might... That, the, that, that you can make work from very much from who you are, but the reason you don't is because actually you're sort of conditioned to either cover it up or not talk about it or, mm. or not feel that it's important. Yeah. That's the thing, not feel that it's worth talking about because that, that's sort of... The, it, it, 
it's worth talking about if you, you know, if you're well connected or if you um, had a particular kind of education, but not if you're you're just used to working in the chip shop and or, or the factory or, or the, the factory. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Um, so it reminds me of um, the art being seen as quite exclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, those who pr- practice it, those who sell it, those who deal in it or whatever it is. Yeah. So, and I fundamentally believe that everyone is an artist, yeah. you know, and life gets in the road of our art, you know, b- mm-hmm. because of, you know, jobs and relationships and, and, and your, your socioeconomic class determines mm-hmm. a bit yeah. of that as well. You know, I mean, I have a couple of friends from school who did do art, you know, and, and they were wonderful. And I don't know if they went on and done it as, as careers, but we were not encouraged or supported. Mm. Or, and that, it's not a criticism, it's just the way it was. Mm. But I consciously make an effort within my clan, my family, for my wee humans and my bigger humans mm. to be doing things, to take part in activities where they can. And and I think showing, I mean, you'll know in, 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 as, art, as an artist there that... Um, and presenting your stuff is brave. I think it's yeah. brave. I think it's a courageous thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think you're bearing part of you that only you, you can, you know, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, and it's not brave in the way that you save ten people from a, a sinking <laughs> boat. But it's a, it's a bravery of, mm-hmm. of self. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's courageous, you know. So, mm-hmm. but and it should it shouldn't be too difficult as well. It should be it should be fun as well, yeah. you know. And I think one of the things for me about the Creative Civic Change program was that it's one of the first programmes I've been involved with that use the, uses the word creative rather than art. Mm. And actually, so we were really encouraged mm. to just think about creativity. And, and it's widest... And it's, A, yeah. it's widest form. So actually, yeah. you know, we could recognise that you making swirls with a mop uh-huh. at work is a piece of creativity. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's such more of an inclusive, accessible word. Yeah. Because actually then you start thinking about how someone um, doing their gardening is creative Mm -hmm. or cooking or knitting Uh or, you know, and all these things that are inherently creative and we all do might not be considered by the institutions as art. Yeah. And also the way that the programme was set up initially, I think, has allowed that um, flexibility Mm. um, and allowed us to move. It's not a a hard and fast three-year programme. So... With conversation and consultation, we've been able to approach them and say, you know, Grace Bremner, wonderful Grace Bremner Mm. and the team at Local Trust and and ask that we'd like to do it this way, you know, based on um, the way things change because things change. And Mm -hmm. and that's a wonderful thing as well, you know, that's... um, And I think as we've gone along, we've not even said we would like to do it this way. We've said we're doing doing it this way, (laughs) you know. But but that has come from knowing that they are ready to... Because it isn't just you going and saying we're changing this. It's the group, isn't it? It's, mm. You know, you, through conversation with Heather and and the wider group, mm. and that's um, it's that consensus making um, model that we we can take back to them. And we haven't changed major, a lot, no. but, but but that freedom, that um, artistic freedom, is really is is, is quite liberating. You yeah. know, as opposed to being stuck. Do Do you think that though that the 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 way that we worked was very, it was so healthy. It felt really healthy mm. to me and very creative um, because we had, we, because there was creativity and art was this glue in between. Mm. Mm. And so if, so obviously we're all involved in lots of different community groups and different things that we're interested in. They're not all 
but they don't all have that art and creativity at the heart of it. And do you th- I really think that if that was the glue or it was the... It, it, sort of the way the way the process could work in other groups. So say if you translated put art and creativity into a group involved with environment and sustainability mm. or, or a group in, that was looking at community development and poverty uh-huh. or one that was looking yeah. at politics and so on. So that, that, would, that, that could work elsewhere, that, that, mm-hmm. that, that model? That, well, I'm um, sort of saying, I, I feel like it could, but I think we're very, um, we've become very siloed in the way that we work so there's very, we've, we're very kind of, um, you know, there's a, and I feel this so much because I'm always trying to get out my lane and work in different mm. areas. And, I, and people, um, I think we've become less interested in um, mixing up those, all those different themes and different um, avenues and different areas of our lives, which are inherently all layered on top of each yeah. other. And I don't know if you find this, Heather, because, you know, as made with many and we try and kind of kind of push our way into those other conversations because you know we're generally interested in what's happening in the community and we think art and creativity can help mm. um but you end up in those rooms where you're the only artistic person mm-hmm. which you know going back to being an outsider mm. and feeling a bit vulnerable is horrible sometimes with all your men in suits sometimes you yeah. know yeah. but also you know, actually, I, you know, then sometimes feel this kind of eye roll go around the room if I start talking about art. Because mm. yeah. mm. they're all like, oh, she's off it again. You know, mm. she's going on about how why art can... Why is that? Why, why? I don't know, but... You know why I think it is. I think... Go on then. I think that art is, like, a superpower. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're it's all afraid so, of it. Yes. It's dangerous. It, it, um, it, art is the only way that we make change happen. It's the only way we share stories with each other. And... I think that people like to keep it sort of in, a, in keep, its place. Keep it down, keep it yes. down. That's, yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that because what it does, I, I feel a sense of um, emboldenment and, and empowerment, you know, and of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And having, you know, if I, if, if I look back to my time at, uh, in the night shift, I had to seek out those who were ready to listen to my... Um, um, experience mm. and because I knew that they would give me their experience so it was a sharing mm-hmm. for the most part most of the team were just not interested mm-hmm. and, and that was fine that's that's fine but what I kindly tried kind of trying to do was just you know try and encourage people to, to embrace their creativity mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know when you mentioned gardening you know there's people in the work who would never consider themselves as artists but they've got the most beautiful yeah. gardens yeah, the most yeah. beautiful plants yeah. or they consider and then every day when they wake up they have to create a you know, whatever they're wearing, yeah. put that on. Mm-hmm. So I was always batting to say that art, art is everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everywhere. And just a final point on that is that Richard Attenborough, and I'll just paraphrase mm-hmm. this little quote, he says a quote along the lines of, art is not just for the elite, it's, it's for everyone. And failure to include everyone in art diminishes us all. Mm-hmm. So that's my secret goal is just to, you know, let everybody be, you know, be free with their art. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you two have been following the kind of uproar about festival 2022 so this is what was the brexit festival or what it's been coined as and um you know it was a lot of money and i'm not gonna say i fully agree with that much money being spent on what was being spent but um i went to one of the things so it was a big garden installation in birmingham city center um and you know and that was actually the weekend that mps started saying we need an inquiry into this it's a waste of public money and Actually, you know, what I read between the lines of that is actually 
you know, these MPs are kind of going, well, it's not what we wanted. Mm. It's not what we expected from this. We wanted something that would celebrate England. Yeah. Mm. Or the UK. Or nationalist. Or Great Britain, as they like to say, you know. And actually, you know, I went to that thing in Birmingham, which even just as a garden, absolutely celebrated the diversity of Birmingham. Yes. So, you know, at 11 o'clock every day, they give free chai tea to anyone that wants a cup. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know. So the, the, the point is that they, they didn't want... You, that, you, yeah. yeah they, what they got was simply completely yeah. different against what, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's power of art too. Though. It is, because actually art gives people the chance to say what they think. Mm. And I think, you know, a lot mm. of people in power are scared of that. Mm. And there's yeah. messages in it, isn't there? I mean, you've got a lot of work that, you know, is environmental. You know, you're very conscious of that. You're, the stuff with your boat and, the, you know, the, mm. the, the Yorkshire Sculpture Park stuff mm. as well. We went there just recently mm. and that was a fabulous. And it was great to hear you speaking about that, you know, the, that, you, the work that you and Ivan yeah. and many others, those in the background doing work as well, mm-hmm. stomping the mud into the ground. And mm-hmm. So that was a, lo- a lovely um, um, time. Lovely, just yeah. lovely to be. To hear you is really, you know, because you can see it, can't you? But actually to hear the artist or one of the artists, because it's not just you, is it, Heather? Yeah, yeah. You're a team. Yeah. And what's your team called? Studio Morris. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that, 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 and, and Kate's visited another one in Cambridge as well, mm, yeah, hasn't yeah, she? she and, has, yeah. yeah. Well, and on that day, you know, so Heather was, we were in, within Heather's sculpture, or Heather and Ivan's sculpture, and uh, sitting there, and Heather was telling us about the work and how it was created. And um, just a couple of times, I don't know if you clocked it, Heather, but some other people wandered yes. in, just, you know, on their way around Yorkshire Sculpture Park. And just the look on their faces as they realised that it was one of the artists that was standing yeah. there talking. And they, you know, you just kind of stumbled across this thing that, that hadn't been advertised yeah. or like, you and know. It, it wasn't part of the ticket, was it? No. It was, you know, so they obviously... It was just, I just a, found a, it really a, funny. A little bonus, a little bonus here, yeah. you, know, you know. And we had, and we had the, that visit to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. It's, it's the second time we've been, or I've been. I would never have went to the Yorkshire Sculpture Park if I hadn't I been, mm-hmm. you know, if I had not been involved in, and and then the trips to Skegness Arts Festival mm-hmm. with the the, the the bus that we took with people from our community, the welcomes, so many little bring the paint. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people within our community here in Kingswood and Hazelies would not have had those. And you mentioned London earlier on, which struck me because I know many people in this community, which London is only just over an hour away, who have never been yeah. to London. Yeah. So having that opportunity to go to Skegness or um, Leicester, bring the paint and stuff, you know, it's not might not be life changing, but what it did, it would have made their day just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's for the for well, and not just their day, their year. I think sometimes, you know, mm. that's the thing. Mm. You so, know, that trip to Skegness for some of the children on it will be. Yeah, yeah, might definitely. have been the highlight of their summer, you know. So mm. wonderful. So uh, this has been a real highlight because this, <laughs> this has been a lovely little hover above Heather and Helen. Um, yeah. So I want to say thank you. And Do you have to have a little sleep now? Yeah, I'm not in any hurry, so my energy is good. You know, I might, <laughs> I, I, I might even go for a little walk and talk. You know, with Andy no, later, yeah. Andy. You know, so but thank you, thank you very no, much. Thank yeah, you. It's been lovely. Thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Don't Get Any Ideas podcast, part of Creative Civic Change, an experimental funding programme supported by The Community Fund, Calouse Gulbenkian Foundation, Esme Fairburn Foundation and Local Trust. Do join us again as we travel the country sharing stories of change through art and creativity.